This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. I'm Sean Helch, and I'm joined by Dan Gillette and Nathan Baird. We each serve in different roles at Valley Bible Church. Without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. Okay, listener, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Behold podcast. Uh, as you heard, you're here this morning with Sean, Dan, and Nathan, otherwise known as the three weenie butts of VBC. Oh, my goodness. Boy, Do you guys, thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. If, yeah, if, if you guys weren't here on Sunday, you have no idea, or if you weren't listening. So uh, Tim Tim confessed that uh, in his in his state of weakness, like he identified with with Paul and boasting in that weakness, he referred to himself as a weenie butt. And uh, I feel like it should have gotten more of a reaction from the crowd, but maybe everyone was just, I, it, maybe it just came and gone. It was it was here and and then it was gone, and then we were all just left to <laughs> figure out what to, was to ask. What does that even mean? <laughs> or they're thinking, yeah, you're right, you are a weenie butt. Oh yeah, they just accepted it. That's not encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, before we get cracking, uh, how are you fellas doing on this fine Wednesday morning? Mm, I'm doing well. I got back a couple weeks ago from Idaho. So greetings from Sharon and Steve Collar. They're doing well. And my family endured the 12-hour drive both ways. But yeah, it's good to be here and good to be with all all y'all. Nice, nice. You, uh, you, that wasn't like a recon trip or anything. You're not thinking of leaving no, us, are you? No, no, no. Idaho's a nice place to visit. Uh, okay, just checking because yeah. uh, there's been yeah. a lot of California defectors headed out that uh, way. So uh, shout out, shout out to the callers who are um, notable beholders. So uh, hello and welcome. Um, we're doing great. Gillette's over here. Uh, we are in full Little League. We're in full swing with Little League. Uh so it's been so fun to watch Parker just kind of do his thing and um, learn learn the game a little better. He's playing Double A uh, with Granada Little League, and um, it's just it's just such a fun family time. And we're getting to know a bunch of other families and and uh, just making a bunch of cool relationships and connections out in the community. So it's just been really really fun to just kind of dive headlong into that whole world. And uh, we're just having a blast. So that's kind of been a highlight for me lately. We have a game tonight, actually. So wow. uh, we're trying to avenge a loss from earlier in the season. So uh, shout out to Parker. Let's go get him. Yeah, I hope you guys get lots of touchdowns. Oh, man. God Love bless it. you. Uh, <laughs> sports. Nate, also a noted a noted sports enthusiast. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and yeah, you guys know what I'm dealing with. My new fresh daughter out of the oven. Oh, and man, yeah. it is just so much fun. I'm loving it. And uh, it's crazy. She's only three weeks old, and she's already just an entirely different human than just two weeks ago. And it's I, I totally understand now when parents are like, oh, that time is just so short and so precious. I'm like, it's just flying by so fast. It's crazy. But yeah. She's cute, though, dude. She is one little one little cute little bundle of squishy joy. <laughs> you can't You can't mix... Asian genetics with redheads and not have it be something fun, you know? Mm, true that. <laughs> she still got that, this, the reddish locks, right? I think it's actually getting more red as time really? goes on, which is That's crazy. Fun. I love uh, it. It's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, it's just, man, What as far as like challenges go, man, I have so much respect for my, my dear wife and all of you women who have ever done this because I feel like people talk so much about 
pregnancy and childbirth and just like the challenge of that. And then they don't really talk as much about the quote unquote fourth trimester, like postpartum. And it's like, oh my gosh, your body is undoing nine months of work in like six weeks. And it's really just a lot. And so I'm like, whew, just in awe and amazement over here, over Patty's ability to go through that. And yeah, so anyways, we're encouraged. We're just a little bit sleepless. But other than that, life is great in the Helch household. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, and, and Nate, you know this better than anyone probably, but, uh, you know, just to to witness that whole thing, you know, to, to we don't get to really do much of it. We just get to, we get a front row seat as dads, but to witness the miracle of life and just a human being, uh, you know, coming into the world, it, how could you, how could you witness that and not believe in God? (laughs) You know how it's just such a miracle. And, um, there's just, like you said, Sean, so many different things that happen. Uh, it just points to the creator in such a clear way. So, so so fun that you get to enter into that, Sean. It's exciting. Yeah, we're having a blast. All right. So uh, if you've been tracking along with us on Sunday mornings, we are in our tested series, Proving Our Metal. I like that Tim kind of explained that. And I think it's really fun. It's a great, it's really fitting, I think, that we're talking about Second Timothy and like Paul and Timothy as we go from like our Easter series now in this context of like, the state's reopening or going back indoors or church pretty soon. And all of a sudden I think we're having to, we're going to have to be a lot more intentional when it comes to relationship building and bodybuilding as Tim calls it and whatnot. So mm. I, th- I thought it was so just poignant uh, this Sunday, but yeah, so as you guys are listening to Tim, what are some, uh, just some of those first immediate things that kind of stuck out with you? Well, I think initially for me, uh, I, I got really hungry for bacon <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys uh, <clears throat> remember his reference to, to Charlotte's Web, and uh, <laughs> I thought it was really cool. You know how how he was talking about you know how um, what's the pig's name Wilbur 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 yeah. how Wilbur you know uh, was able to prove his metal. But I think the real tragedy of that movie is that he wasn't able to to realize his his full potential <laughs> as a delicious breakfast meat. <laughs> I just feel like. Really, that's that's a missed opportunity there. Wow, that must be the uh, in the sequel. <laughs> no, but but I just man, I just love I love how how Tim explained that process of um, being tested, and that it's a it's a it's a trial by by fire. And you know, if we never have to go through any difficult circumstances in life, if we never have to endure any trials, then we, we will never be able to have, we wouldn't be able to have the confidence that our faith is genuine and authentic and Mm. that it will hold up, you know, no matter what we face. And and I love, I love how Tim just uh, made sure that we understood that God doesn't need to know whether our, our faith is genuine or not. He, he's got that whole thing figured out. He can see it all. He knows it all. Um, You know, he's, he's not testing us for his purpose, for his benefit. (laughs) He's testing us for our benefit so that we know that we can triumph over anything um, through his strength. And so, um, man, it's just such a cool, uh, it's such a cool perspective for us to have while we go through difficult things. It's like, okay, all right, it's time to see, like, is this for real? You know? Fun, fun sports analogy for you. Ooh, this will be good. This ought to be good. I was watching on the YouTubes. There's a, there's a triathlon that takes place in Norway. It's like one of the most difficult triathlons because you're, swimming in ice water and you're and you're doing climbing the entire time up into the 
the mountains of wow. Norway. Anyway, this guy from Brit- England was gonna was doing this, and uh, you know he's been training for like a year to do this. Gets there, and at, at the toward the end of the second stage, he just starts to fall apart. Just like he can't do it. And he looks up and he sees the mountain that he still has to has to cl- run up, you know. Wow. And um, yet he he goes on. He, he has his support team, and uh, he gets to the top and he's done. And just think, what if if he had never faced that that suffering, that pain, that challenge? Um, his his training was sufficient, and his support was sufficient. But he never would have got a chance to see that if he hadn't had. I wouldn't have completed the run. Yeah, the str- the struggle of it. Yeah, yeah. it's so, so it's a, good. Telling him what he knew and said so the same way. I, 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 that quote that you said was was so great that that God doesn't need to know, <laughs> but we do. Right, well, right. I love that. I love that analogy too. Is I was thinking about as you're like painting this picture of all the support that he's receiving. Thanks. You think about like Hebrews twelve about running the race with perseverance. But what do we have? We have a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, and I mm. think it's very very fitting as well. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's such a um, it's such a different mindset than I think what the world has many times, especially I, I think in America, much of what motivates us is is avoiding trial and suffering and difficulty, and mm. we want to make ourselves as comfortable as possible. We want to ha- have as much leisure in our in our schedule as possible, and you know, there's just a it's something that's counterintuitive, I think, a little bit. Um, and that's why we need God's word to instruct us because, yeah, you would think, uh, uh, you know, some some of the, the kind of guttural um, responses that we have towards pain and suffering and difficulty and trial is to, you know, avoid it and to, to, to get through it as fast as possible and to, to look for the way out, you know, whenever we can. But, in order for something to be tested, it has to go through that fire. Mm. I'm loving this song right now by Maverick City Music, and it's just called Refiner. And it just kind of, it, it touches on this, this this biblical metaphor that you see all throughout scripture of, you know, um, metal being being purified through the intense heat of the refiner's fire. And, you know, if we want our lives to, to reflect God's glory to the maximum degree, if we want our lives to be as effective for the kingdom as, as possible, we got to go through that fire. And I just love, there's this idea, um, you know, it's like pushing back against, I think the, the world or our flesh response of like trying to avoid it. And it's just saying like, I want to be tried by fire. Mm-hmm. I want to be purified. Lord, you take whatever you desire here, Lord is my life, you know? Um, and it's just this, it's this weird kind of concept. Cause it's like, well, the fire's hot and it's going to burn and it's going to hurt, you know? But on the other side, there's a purity, there's a, there's a power, there's a love, there's a glory, there's a goodness, a holiness. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a matter of perspective. I think. I was thinking how, um, in a way there's, parallels to normal endurance and perseverance, like normal human things that we just go through in life. Uh, but there's also something different about how Christians persevere. And Tim quoted from 2 Corinthians 12, 9, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of God, of Christ may rest upon me. And so 
there is an um, inherent uh, acceptance of weakness so that we can rely on the power of God rather than, I think sometimes, you know, when people in the, in the general culture talk about persevering, they talk about like gritting your teeth and just pulling on your own, finding your own inner deep reserves. And yet Paul seems to say, well, actually, my reserves are not gonna, going to get me through the type of obstacle that, that I'm facing now, but the power of God can uniquely through Christ uh, bring me through. I think that's so important in like, man, speaking of fire, you're bringing the fire right now. Yeah, that was awesome. And dude. it reminds me of like this week, man, I was listening to this thing by a certain pastor of a huge mega church in Texas. Won't name names, but it rhymes with Bull Molstein. Um, <laughs> anyways, it's just, I was, as, and I've, of course, you've all heard stuff from him before, but I took some time to, to listen to more of one of his normal sermons just to, out of curiosity, you know? And I was just struck by this, this, at the heart of it, this lack of, of identifying our crisis as Christians, you know, and it's exactly what you're talking about of this lack of identifying our weakness and our need for Christ. And, you know, it was like, it's a great Ted talk, you know, and it talked a lot about, you know, we're not people, they're just good people that make mistakes. You know, they're not sinners. They're, just, they're, they're good people that make mistakes. And so we want to fix that, but it totally it's like, it's like robbing God of his glory of how crucial Jesus as our savior is. You know, mm. we're not good people who make mistakes. We are sinners. You know, we are mm. weak sinners that need our savior. And so I think as we like think about these applications and like what Paul's going to tell Timothy, it's just important to have that healthy perspective of like where we are and what our needs are. And of course, not in like a, a guilt field kind of way but more of that hunger like Dan's talking about of like, man, if, if I'm in need of a savior and, and me growing and being sanctified and, and all those things means I'm going to go through hard things and bring it on because I'm ready, like that type of perspective. Yeah. And, and if we don't embrace that reality, if we don't understand our weakness and our inability to, uh, to transform our own lives or to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, if we don't come to that place of surrender and yielding and brokenness, like spiritual, like being poor in spirit, right? If we don't come to that place, then we, we, we not only deny God's glory, but we deny his power, right? That we're, we're not going to ever experience that grace that God gives us. And that word grace, you know, there's a lot of different shades of that you know, throughout scripture, but this is the type of grace. That's the ability to do and become what we otherwise could not do and become. Mm. So God gives us a strength, a power to, to, to be transformed from one degree of glory to the next. And, but we can't access that power if we don't embrace our weakness if we don't embrace our weenie buttness is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> right. So, so it's just, it's just, you know, it's just, again, it's a little counterintuitive, right. But, but God, God does his best work when we're emptied of ourselves, when we're at the end of our rope, when we like in the context of, of Paul saying this in second Corinthians chapter 12 is he's, he's desperately pleading with, with Jesus to take away some kind of ailment, most likely a physical ailment, a thorn in the flesh, right? That there's something that he's struggling with, some kind of pain or grief or trial that he's going through that he wants God to remove. He's asked him multiple times. And God said, no, like this, I'm, I'm giving you this thorn in your flesh so that you can understand my power in a greater, to a greater degree. Mm -hmm. And man, that's just, it's, it's a tough perspective to have, but 
it's really the only way forward for us as believers. And it's kind of a moment by moment thing where at every opportunity we can either reject the suffering we're experiencing or the trial and say, God's not good for giving us that. And then we either try to avoid it or we try to medicate it somehow. Um, or we can say, this thing that I can't take, uh, Lord Jesus, I trust that you went through it on my behalf. And so empower me now through your spirit to, to live like you did in this situation, trusting myself to the one who judges justly. And, yeah, uh, that's yeah. so good. That's so good. And I, I think that like it really ties in well because – you know, we're all human beings for like, we're here and we we're susceptible to influence and all those things. And what we're talking about this, like this heart and this perspective is so counter to what culture is telling us, you know, right now, especially we talk about this all in the podcast, but with individualism and identity and all that stuff, like the idea that we're supposed to recognize that something is not right within us or that, that my, myself is not perfect as it is, is totally counter to everything you're hearing in culture. You know, and people are so obsessed with your truth and yourself and all that stuff. Um, and anyway, so even if we have a, a healthy perspective right now, today, we just have to expect that weeks from now, months from now, as we go about our lives and we're working out in the world or dropping our kids off at school, whatever it is, you know, we're going to be influenced by some of those ways of thinking. And so a lot of things that we do to deal with that, right? We renew our mind, we pray all those things. But I think one of the huge ways that God helps us to be protected from that and refocus us is through the body, right? Is through mm -hmm. the body and through mm -hmm. encouragement from the body, which is, I think, a good launching point into uh, the rest Great of this segue. discussion. Yeah. That, that was a professional <laughs> podcast segue right there. Dude. Which, which funny, brief, brief, brief side story. If you didn't know this, I had a funny conversation this week and I forgot this actually, but if you didn't know this, Segway is not spelled like the rolly device thing. And I had this conversation and this dude swore. He thought I was so wrong about it. He's like, dude, there's no way. It's spelled Segway with W-A-Y. And I'm like, it's not, man. It's not. And he would not believe me. Even after I looked up and showed him, he's like, that's just like a, it's optional. It's, it's that's not how it is. That is hilarious. Let it be known. S-E-G-U-E. Segway. That's correct. That's Continue. Correct. Yes. Also, Segway is very fun to ride. But very easy to make fun of those that ride. <laughs> there is no way to look cool while you're riding a Segway. Again, fun, great time, but you look like a, a goober whenever you ride them. Is that spelled with a U with an umlau or two U, two O's? It's optional. Okay, it's optional. I, and I'll also, just on that note, Krispy Kreme. You know, crispy is actually with a C, and cream is also C R E A M. Ooh. Not K R E M E. Creme. It so. is tempting Creme. to do the K on there. <laughs> okay. Anyways, back to the segue. We Ooh. need incursion from the body. Nate, take us away from there. Yeah, you know, in the notes, um, Tim had titled the section, the the, the major section, uh, elements of encouragement. And because I'm such a punster, the first thing I think about is the elements of a the periodic table. Mm. And um, so I was looking at those. And thinking through, oh, yeah, why, why are these things, he lists, words of affirmation, statements of truth, heart of gratitude, devotion of prayer, bond of affection, legacy of faith. Why are those elements of encouragement? And so that, that'll kind of maybe be some fodder for discussion. But I also thought, um, just like the elements on the periodic table, you know, they're the essential things of the universe, 
but you can combine them and make new things that have new properties that the other individual elements don't have. And in the same way, I think it's kind of fun to look and see how you could, for example, um, affirm someone with, with a statement of truth. That's awesome. About what God has said about them, his promises. That Then you're saying something from God's word. At the same time, you're affirming them. Or you could take, like, say, uh, a heart of gratitude and then be praying for someone, thankful for them to the Father, which generates in you deeper gratitude to God. And then you are able to present that to them later on as a word of affirmation. So yeah. they, they kind of they play off each yeah, other. They play and grow and build new things. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, yeah, when you pair them together, they have different effects. That's, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Well, why don't we just kind of go through, you know, those different elements of encouragement and, and maybe just kind of debrief a little bit of what, of what Tim, you know, encouraged us with, um, you know, starting with that, that words of affirmation. And mm-hmm. that, that was something that hit me really hard is just, I mean, cause that, that's a way that I, you know, given, given receive love, like very, uh, it's very important to me, like in my marriage with my friends, um, even like, you know, searching out places in scripture where, where God speaks to us as his children and, and identifying those things and, and really personalizing those things and saying like, well, God, God is saying that to me, like today, this morning, like right now. I think it can be so powerful. <clears throat> and I was just thinking, you know, I don't know, have since Sunday, ha- have any of us had an opportunity to either give or receive some words of affirmation? Uh, and 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 what was the, what was the effect? You guys, put, I'll put you guys on the spot a little bit. Mm. Good good spot, Dan. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, um, I I can't think of sp- specifics, but. Um, I, I, uh, well, with my family, you know, trying to go out of the way to, to point out to one of my sons, um, hey, thanks for doing something that, something good, you know, uh, instead of just saying, letting it pass, he did his job, but, you know, that he was supposed to do, I don't, I can't remember what it was, taking the garbage out or something, but just like, hey, thank you for doing that, you know, that was great. Or when someone has a, a good insight, that was really, wow, that was really insightful, you know, giving, giving a compliment about a true thing to build someone up. And strengthen also their gift. That's another way of strengthening gifts of other people when you notice things they're doing. Um, so that was those are a few from the top of my head. But um, yeah, I think learning how to to spot that uh, opportunities is is really key. Yeah, yeah d- definitely. Um, for me, the big one's obviously going to be my wife. <laughs> We're at home with the baby, and yeah, she's just going through so much. And for me, I'm trying to be more intentional than normal to to give those words of affirmation frequently because. She's just going through a lot and she is, you know, questioning her, how well she's doing all these things. And I think that, I mean, it's kind of a combination, I guess. Here's one of those fun mixtures that he was talking about of it's words of affirmation and statements of truth, you know, to, to encourage and kind of correct mindsets. And yeah, absolutely. I think it's not even just like nice. It's like super crucial for us right now and like really just invaluable with what we're going through at home and with baby and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that's like what you said, Nate, of just keeping an open eyes, you know, be, be watchful for those moments because I think for a lot of us, especially, you know, talking about how we're different than culture, yada, yada, you know, it's not as common to do that in your workplaces, I'm guessing, you know, of just, Hey, when someone does something great to really immediately hit him with an affirmation and whatnot. And that's, we don't want that to influence how we behave as the family of God. Right. 
And so don't be, don't be shy. Don't be afraid or ashamed to, to be a little bit vulnerable with someone and say, Hey, I think you did so great with that. Or, Hey, I was so blessed by you in that way. And I think for all of us or for a lot of us anyways, that maybe isn't as natural at first, but it's just one of those things where the more you do it, the easier it is. And it's just such a fruitful way to like, Dan, like you said, with our friendships or whatever it is to encourage and uplift and, and all those things. And Dan, you've been a, a stretching person for me to get better at that actually. Yeah, it's just because I'm so needy and I, I'm always like saying, encourage me more. You're not needy. No, uh, no you know what, Sean? Hey, that was a great point. Wink, wink. That was really good. No, um, and, and I, I love just to go off your point too, like maybe maybe because in our in our culture, in our workplaces or or in the supermarket or in, in like a little league or whatever, like may, maybe because it, it, it's not commonplace to use words of affirmation, maybe we should do it we should, we should really do it there because it could be this really stark kind of like, Whoa, that's different, you know? And, and it, and it, it be, could be a really cool opportunity to, to point to Christ in that way. And, and one of the things too, that, that Tim said that I think is very freeing is it doesn't, we don't have to do, it doesn't take that much effort, honestly. Mm. Like we just have to be aware and we have to be, we just open our mouth. Like, he 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 started off his letter with three words, my my beloved son, right? And and just the imagining the impact that that must have had on Timothy. And all of these things you guys mentioned, they can happen in so such brief moments. Like on Sunday we were we we were cleaning up everything, you know, from the outdoor service, putting everything away and this uh, high school student came by and was just like he just he just said he said, "Dan, you know, I really uh man, I just really love when you, when you lead us in prayer, you know, as we worship and sing on Sundays and it's just, you know, the way you're able to, to, you know, communicate your heart to the Lord. And he's just like, it, it, it's so encouraging to me. And I just love it, you know, and we're just like doing work and stuff. Like, you know, it wasn't like, Hmm. oh, let's sit down and have a cup of coffee or like, let me schedule this like dinner to have you over to my house to like offer you some encouragement. You know, it's like it, we can affirm people in just a moment and it can have such a huge impact. Well, that's, that's a great point. Sorry to get to it in a second, but I think that that's one of the big ways when we talk about being a light, being salt and light, that's one of the biggest ways you can do it is by showing our love. You know, that makes me think of like, Nate, I know you've memorized this actually. First John two, you know, Hey, those who love their brothers abide in the light. That's how people are going to see it is just by demonstrating that love through, I guess there's a few things, affirmation, that bond of affection, uh, by that heart of gratitude, but now I'm spoiler alert. So we'll get to those in a second. Take it away, Nate. Well, you said something earlier, Sean, at the very beginning about, you know, as we're transitioning back in and kind of uh, having to be really more intentional as we're getting used to being inside and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I, so my, the question I had is for you guys, do you give uh, encouragement easier than you receive it? What do you do when some, when someone says that compliment to you? Do you pensive long pause? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Know, let's, Actually, test, let's test it out. Why don't you encourage me right now? Let's just test it okay. out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I will say I'll, this. I will say this. Uh, I think a lot of times because Sean and I, our ministry is 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 public. Most most of what we do is kind of like out there in front, you know. And so, and, and you've, you experienced this too, Nate, when you teach on Sunday, I assume, and I think so, I think I've heard from you too, where it's like people feel obligated in some ways to like come up and say, great job, you know, or like, thanks for doing that. Or you sounded so good, or this was really helpful, you know? And, 
And I think that the temptation is to be like, to be awkward with that and mm. to, to be like, Oh no, like you, you know, all glory to God or, or like, it wasn't me, you know, like, or whatever. And, and, or just like, what do we say? You know, like, thanks. And, and, and so I think finding ways to um, just receive that with gratitude mm. is important for us that do, that do kind of more public out there kinds of stuff. Well, sometimes, you know, an affirmation uh, uh, doesn't have to be, hey, good job, you. It, c- <laughs> it could be like, hey, Dan, when, when you're leading that last song, this is what the Lord was, ch- you know, I, I was ex- I was doing some business with the Lord and this is what, what he did in my heart during so that So they're last just song. sharing the effect of yeah, your yeah, ministry. Yeah. It's not about you. It's yeah. just this happened while you were serving. Yeah. And, and that was, oh, that's cool. That's, I like that. Or, yeah. someone, or someone tells me, you know, if, if, I've, if I've shared a message and someone says, oh, I... This is this really this point stuck to me. That is really encouraging because I know I get the benefit of what God's doing in that person's life. It doesn't have to be again directed at me, but um, but I, I was thinking about this idea of of, of giving and also receiving um, that kind of affirmation because I think um, you know it's easy to even even you know just in everyday life um, some people are. Like yeah, yeah, and they kind of stuff it away. Like you don't really mean that, or I don't. You're just you trying know, to be nice. You're just trying to be nice. Yeah, right. And um, I think that is actually detrimental, and also it kind of shows that there's something at work in our hearts. Um, we should be able to receive um, affir- affirmation and and let that feel good. If that doesn't feel good, I think there's probably something we need to take to the Lord to say why why can I not do this? Do do, do I not believe you? you know, Father, when you say truth um, about your love for me, do I believe you really love me or do I, am I, um, you know, am I just saying, yeah, yeah, well, you got to do that because you're God, you know. <laughs> it's like your job description. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, sorry, are you still going? No, no, it's good. No, it's good. I was just going to say, um, you know, like when we're talking about like how this last few weeks on the podcast, we don't want church to be this like social club. That's why I think like one of my favorite forms of affirmation is as you're describing is, is, it's, yeah, I'm affirming you, but really I'm, I'm thanking God for you in various ways. You know, like, like Dan, you've probably heard this a million times. Like, Hey, I was so blessed by worship this morning, which I'm like, great. That's so encouraging. Blessed be to you because that's awesome. <laughs> or, you know, if, Oh, hey, Nate, yeah, I just want you to know God really spoke to me when you taught on Sunday. Like he really spoke through you and used you, man, praise God. And so I think like there's this, this focus as you're giving words of affirmation, of course, there's nothing wrong with just being like, Hey, you did great, Nate. But I think we have an opportunity to, as we're giving those words of affirmation, really have it be a a glorifying and and honoring thing to Mm. God in that process. And then Mm. on the receiving end, it's so much easier to be like, man, thank you. I'm encouraged and praise God for that. Yeah. You know? Um, Well, good. Oh, I I was going to say the way you set those up right there also, it, it, it's kind of pointed toward noticing spiritual gifts of other people. Which, which helps them to continue doing what they're gifted to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's kind of important. You know, we, you can encourage anybody anywhere at any time. But this, in this passage, I think, you know, that Tim was going through, there's a special focus on the body of Christ, building up the body of Christ, those who have been transformed by the life of Jesus. And so that, that means as we're encouraging, we can also put on the, 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 that cap on at the same time and say, I... I want to. I want to. I want to become an expert at spotting people acting in their giftings and encourage them in in those specific ways with my words, so that they can. T- they are strengthened. That's what encourage means. Means to give heart. 
to that they are heartened to continue doing that thing and not give up. Yeah, and that and that that kind of goes to that that other element of like truth. We're we're not just we're not just generically uh, trying to like you know stroke someone's ego. <laughs> yeah, you know we're, we're we're specifically pointing to something that's true. God has given you this grace. He's given you this mercy. You're 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 experiencing the peace from from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. And and let me point it out to you. Amen. You know, and so I so I love that whole thing of just like you know Tim talked about it like uh, in Paul's letters. There's always like this delicious grace sandwich. You know, it's <laughs> like it, whenever we whenever we speak things that are true and call them out in people. Um, it's an opportunity for us to like administer the grace of God to them. Hmm. And um, yeah. And I think that's, man, we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast already, but, but just like truth is, is becoming less and less important in our culture and in our world. And man, it, it can be so powerful when we, when we use that as an element of encouragement. So yeah, absolutely. That, that, was, that was the second element that he mentions. Yeah. It's the statement of truth. Right, right, right. That's really good, Dan. Um, and I think that not to keep going back to this, but you're right. Truth is becoming less and less important. And I think that's why it's more and more important for us to give encouragement and to give love with truth sprinkled in there, because, you know, we're not trying to affirm people just to stroke their vanity, you know, just to make them feel good counter to what culture is kind of doing of this idea of like, Hey, I, I love you and respect you for who you are. Kumbayanis without no any truth what in you there. Do, exactly. Yeah. And if yeah. you, if you bring truth into it, that counters their truth, then it's like a, you're taking away from it. It's a bad thing. But yeah, I think that, 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 that marriage of affirmation with absolute truth again is what's going to just demonstrate and really just be a calling card for us as followers of Christ. And and that, that can be, you know, again, the, the situation, it could be, um, addressing a lie that comes up in a conversation with somebody that maybe they're believing a lie about themselves or about their situation that you could say, oh, this is actually what the word of God says. Or it could just be a proclamation of what God's teaching you, the true things there. And the upshot of any time you share truth is that you are actually helping people be free from lies that they're, that they're, that they're um, able to then live in more freedom, which again is beneficial to the whole body if we're talking about bodybuilding because the more people who are freed up to use their gifts, the more people who are not being controlled by lies or, or, or controlled by fear, um, they are able to serve increasingly and our body as a whole becomes more effective both internally and how we care for each other, but also how we share the gospel with those around us. Yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah, and and Tim Tim also you know talked about this this element of encouragement uh, about about gratitude, having a, a heart of gratitude, and um, you know, I was just uh, I was looking at Nate some some notes that you wrote down here just about bitterness, contentment, envy, f- and fault finding. Not contentment, resentment. Oh, sorry, resentment. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Yeah, contentment's good. Yeah, we'll, we'll edit that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I think I like how you put it in there, Nate, of that. These are these these can't exist together with with gratitude. They're they're enemies of gratitude. And man, we uh, we all we all serve as pastors at VBC, and so unfortunately, one of the things we have to deal with is people that are are struggling with bitterness in relationships where there's resentment. Um, whether it's 
you know, friendships or, or, um, roommates or, or husband and wife, you know, siblings, that kind of a thing. We, we kind of, they come to us a lot of times when they're dealing with those, those negative, you know, um, interactions and, and those, those things that are counter to gratitude. And so, man, I just, I love that in, in Paul's introduction to this letter is he, he starts off, you know, with that, that gratitude and that, that Thanksgiving, Hmm. um, how do you guys, how do you guys work on developing that heart of gratitude? And then also, you know, I've thought about this a lot too. Like it's not just a heart of gratitude. We actually have to give Thanksgiving as well. Right. Because, uh, there's something powerful about either, you know, speaking it out loud or writing it down on your prayer journal or just offering it to the Lord. Like it, it's good to feel grat, you know, gratitude, but it, but I feel like it's incomplete if it's not expressed in Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. You know, gratitude is the proper response when you receive a gift, right? And, um, it's, it's, you know, it's not a work, it's a response. So we have the gift of God's grace through Christ and we respond with gratitude and so the gratitude has to acknowledge the gift. I was I was actually driving home. This is a great segue. Uh, not the kind spelled W-A-E, but the real kind. You're driving on a Segway. I was driving on a Segway. <laughs> <laughs> and I was laughing at you. <laughs> I was driving not in a Segway. And, uh, you know, listening to a podcast or whatever. And someone popped in my head, one of my high school teachers and a, a friend of mine named Cornelia Ruff. And uh, I was just thinking about the deep impact that she has had, not just in the times I was a student or we were, we were teachers together. We went to the same church for, for a while, um, just, but just the uh, deep impact her life as she went through some personal suffering and trial. And so I turned off my, my podcast and was just started audibly just thanking God for this person. And what that did was I had to articulate explicitly what I was thankful for, what those qualities of her life were. And when I did that, my second layer of benefit for me <laughs> was that I recognized that's the type of person I want to per- persevere and be becoming and being in those situations. And I want other people to share the legacy that I have received through her faithfulness. And so we can think of probably dozens of people. So I think, Dan, you asked about practical ways to cultivate that. And that's letters saying, I'm going to set aside some time to write an email or do a text or send a card to the, to the mail or something, um, per- personal, you know, a pr- yeah. a pr- praying, praying, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just, just doing that. And that act, um, of reflection, um, actually does some benefits. Like I, those just a few I just mentioned, but, but we, we, we think of, sometimes I think we think of gratitude as a, as something we're doing for the other person, right? You're know, like, oh, thanks for thanks for inviting me to your birthday party. <laughs> you know, uh, mm-hmm. no. I, as I as you write that, thank you for the invitation. You are kind of reflecting all the fun you had, that great cake or whatever. The pin the tail on the whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and do, don't you feel like it, it it then overtakes those those negative like um, relational kinds of things, the bitterness, the mm, resentment, yeah. the envy, the fault finding. Yeah. Like if we can if we can you know, respond to, to what's good, express that in Thanksgiving, the other stuff kind of just gets overtaken. Sean, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I think you kind of touched on it, Nate, but when it comes to like this, all of these different things, like these different elements of bodybuilding, I think that God is so kind in that 
in the process, it's not just the action of doing it, but really it's an opportunity for revelation, you know, about mm. or enlightenment about both two things about the person you're dealing with and also yourself, you know, mm. like I was thinking about, um, gratitude and yeah, like, Oh, how do we cultivate this? And Nate, I love that you just said it very black and white. This is the natural response to us receiving a gift. And so if you're talking to somebody and you're trying to think through, how do I express gratitude? Well, back it up a second. Do you, do you see them as a gift? You know, do you Mm -hmm. actually look at this person and treasure them as a gift from God Uh, or whatever that context is like? So I think in that, in that setting, God could be using that experience to teach you about your own heart and where you're at. Like if you're finding it hard to be, to have your heart of gratitude in your different areas, it's probably revealing something about what your heart is in general and not about gratitude itself, but really about God, right? Because he's mm. the source of all these things we're going to be talking about. And again, mm. like, for example, with, with statements of truth, on the flip side of it, say you have a friend and yeah, you give them affirmation in statements of truth and they're encouraged by it. But if that said friend needs those statements of truths on a daily basis and like they can't, they can't hang without constantly getting those statements of truths, well, then maybe that's a revelation that that something's wrong with their heart towards God. Because ultimately, God should be the one who's giving them those truths more than anyone, right? His word and that time spent in prayer. So maybe as their friend, God's revealing to you some ways that you can encourage them. Like, hey, Nathan, I noticed that you're really struggling. Maybe you should be spending some more alone time and quiet time with God, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So the two yeah. sides of that coin. Um, and yeah, with gratitude, I think it's one of those things of like, I think about this sometimes because we have those people that you said, Dan, that come to us and maybe aren't as happy about things. But even those people, I think it's a good uh, just challenge for us and just a, a, a humbling moment from God of just, hey, me as a shepherd or even just as a brother and sister, do I view this person who's complaining to me as as a gift and as, as someone God's placed in my life to love or not? And I think that can really um, just educate our the conversation and our heart about it. Yeah. I mean, and that underscores so clearly that the importance of prayer and, and Paul's devotion to, to prayer. He says, I, I remember you constantly in my prayers. And do, do you think, do you think Paul, I mean, you know, sometimes we, um, you know, we elevate Paul, um, you know, and, and, and we forget maybe that he just was, he was an apostle, but he was a human, right? Do you think he ever got kind of irritated with Timothy, like frustrated with him, like discouraged, you know, do you think he ever, do you think he ever felt let down by, by Timothy, you know? But he says, I don't let that keep me from, I mean, that, that probably, he let that motivate him to pray for, to pray for him even more, you know? Um, and I, and I think a lot of times, you know, Tim, Tim was encouraging us, if you want to see more answered prayer, pray more. <laughs> and I think a lot of times if, if our prayers are, are right and if the motivations are pure, most of the time we're wanting to see breakthrough in, in people's lives, in the lives of our children, in the lives of our friends. I've got a, a, a long time uh, friend, you know, that we've been friends for forever. And um, man, I'm just, uh, he, he's probably o- over the course of my, my life, him and, and Emily, my wife, have, have been in my prayers the most of anyone else. And um, so we're just, you know, we're, we're wanting to see God move in people's lives, right? I mean, most of that, that like when I look at the prayer requests, you know, that people submit at vbc.online, most of it is, is intercessory prayers for other people. 
Mm -hmm. um, to either come to faith in Christ or to, to experience some kind of breakthrough or healing or victory on their life. And man, I just, we, we could really do well by learning from Paul's example to constantly, you know, develop this, um, this, uh, this open dialogue with God, Mm. you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I've heard, I've heard kind of that, um, that analogy of just like keeping the conversation open, you know, and, and I think it's interesting because during, during the COVID lockdown, a lot of people I've heard have tried, you know, just innovative new ways to like spend time together and hang out, you know? So a lot of times it's like, oh, we can't be in the same room. So let's like start a zoom call and we'll just, you know, I'll cook dinner in, in my house and you cook dinner in your house and we'll just like hang out, you know, and, 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 and maybe there'll be moments of just, we're just kind of doing our thing, you know, chopping veggies or whatever. And then it's like, Oh, Hey, by the way, like so-and-so I saw so-and-so today on, on the walk and we had this cool interaction and, Oh, hey, and by the way, like, you know, I need help with this and da, da, da. you know, it's just kind of this, like, cause obviously we got to do life. We got to, we got to go to work. You know, we got to, we got to study, we got to go to the grocery store. You know, we need to take our kids to the little league, all that stuff. And so we can't just be like sitting down in our prayer closet, you know, 24 seven. Um, and, and God, even if we could, I don't think God would want that for, for us because he wants us to, to be his witnesses and his ambassadors in the world. He wants us to do stuff out in the world. Right. But is there a way we can kind of like keep that constant, like presence of God with us so that at the drop of a hat, we can, we can ask for guidance, ask for help, receive grace. You know, though, I, I think it's, it's a mindset um, and it's an awareness. It's like a tuning in. Hmm. And um, I think we could all learn from, from Paul's example. Don't look at that constant thing day and night as like something that's unattainable. Like we can, we, we have the Holy spirit living in us, you know, it, it, it he, he, God has made himself available to us moment by moment. I think part of it is how we think about prayer sometimes affects how we treat it, <laughs> right? So two, two different ways you can think about it. You can think about prayer as like a supermarket, like Safeway or something where you're once in a while when you need food, you drive, but the rest of the time, you know, you drive down to the store, get what you need cut, and then go back home or do whatever you have to do. But most of the time you're not at the store. Most of the time you're doing other things. Or you could treat, think of prayer as like a road trip. We're constantly in the car with the Father, Son, and Spirit, <laughs> and we're experiencing life together. Sometimes we might be a little quiet, you know, just enjoying the conversation. But then, uh, oh, what do you, did you see that? And you know, mm-hmm. that's just like a road trip is is like a there's there's moments of intense conversation, and then there's moments of kind of lull and just. But you're together, and the awareness of your nearness fuels conversations along the way. So I, I, I think that, um, you know, you know this, this, I've seen this happen where, you know, I'll be talking to somebody and they'll be sharing their needs. And I say, hey, you know what? Let's just stop and pray right now. I love that. You yeah. know, that, that, that kind of ever, ever ready to pray mm-hmm. the drop of a hat. You know? Yeah. And, and, I, and I love how that, you know, pairs together with this bond of affection mm. type of thing. As we grow, and remember, remember what Gary said last week, he said, our, our life with God equips us to live life with others. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as we, as we grow in our awareness of this road trip mentality, I love that picture. You know, when we start to understand that we actually have a bond with 
the triune God that is, it is, it, it's like family. It's like, it's, it, it's, it's close. It's, it's loving. It's outpouring. It's, I mean, it's, it's relational, right? Mm-hmm. So as we, as we grow in that understanding of, I think it will change our prayer life. And then that will overflow into the, the unity and the love and the connection we experience in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it will, that will lead us to, to write those letters. Like, you know, Tim's got that box full of letters. I, I've only got enough letters. I got a file folder full of them. So I guess, uh, I got some catching up to do, but um, not, we're not fishing for letters, but, but you know, we don't have three boxes. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> also, you know, Hey, I question if maybe all of those, maybe there was some filler in, in those boxes. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to get a, an official fact finder to figure that out. But does but he, does he, like he fluffs them or something. Yeah. But how, what do you guys think about how prayer and, and bond of affection, you know, both with, both with our intimacy with God, but also our connection and affection with the body. Like, how, how do you like how those things play together? What do you think, Sean? I like them. It locks I like, up. Well, I mean, we've talked about this before in the podcast, but just not only is prayer so essential for our, our own heart and soul, but what a powerful, like Nate, you touched on it. What a powerful relational tool, you know, like it's, it's useful for so many different things. Like you can use prayer to, to affirm somebody you can use prayer to to speak truth and ask for God's help in a situation. You can use prayer to express your gratitude. And you know, as we go about going back towards reopening and stuff, and you know, we talked about so much in 2020 about differing opinions, how to deal with conflict and yada, 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 or even non-COVID related things. You know, Maybe you have a friend who really views uh, the George Floyd conviction differently than you, you know, and that's a point of contention. What an, what an amazing way to, to center your friendship in that conversation if you're disagreeing with, hey, let's just pray about it. And as you do that, like, I don't know about you guys, but to me, it's pretty hard normally to pray and not have my heart corrected, you know, mm-hmm. to, to genuinely mm-hmm. turn towards God and to not have him focus our hearts. And of course, we all know that there is the potential for that person to be, God, please fix everything wrong with Nate right now or whatever that looks like. So don't do that. Uh, but again, like if, if prayer should reflect your own heart towards God, then yeah, it should be this, just this instant, like calm everything button you can hit in your relationships. And man, what a, just a, a underutilized resource, uh, for all those things, for affirmation, for reminding truth, for expressing a heart, a heart of gratitude towards them. Uh, so yeah, I, I'd love to answer your question, Dan, see prayer more utilized amongst all of us in our just day-to-day road trip mentality, uh, conversations with people. Makes me want to go on a road trip. <laughs> I just went on one. I know you did. I recommend them. They're great. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. The um, I, I was just thinking about uh, affection and, you know, we've been in a situation for the last year where, you know, Rita and I love inviting people over to have dinner with them because some of the best, you know, uh, relational bonding happens over food <laughs> and just talking and experience lives. And, um, and so... As things are, people are becoming more comfortable and, and things are opening up, uh, hopefully we'll get back into more of that. And um, I just, just want to encourage people that, you know, again, moving as things ease up, how can, how can materially you show that affection? You know, it does come through the words of affirmation. It does come through, um, you know, doing stuff together enjoying each other. But, you know, I, I, I like to recommend food, <laughs> you know, it, inviting people into your life, even people that maybe you had tensions with before COVID, 
maybe maybe people that you thought, you know, I'm really glad I didn't have to see them every Sunday for the yeah, last yeah. year. <laughs> and you think, you know what? Uh, maybe this is a time for for a new opportunity because kind of like that prayer scenario when you're praying with somebody you're you're in conflict with, that it can move your heart because you can say. Um, Lord, no matter, even if we're, we're not sure about what, how to land, you are perfectly at rest and you love us both and you desire us to be together. And just taking steps to, to, to overcome those things so that affection can more and more characterize what we are. I mean, would pe- when people come into our church um, on a Sunday, our church family gathering, not the building, but our church family gathering, and they encounter the life of Jesus, and there's affection, people laughing together and praying for each other, that speaks volumes as to the fact that there's something real and lively happening. Not, it's, not, um, it's not a, a show. It's something that's real because it's pouring out from the heart toward one another. Fire. pumped. There's the fire again. I want it, dude. I want it. Wow. Uh, well, the last one, that last element of encouragement is is the legacy of faith, and it's just kind of this this idea of um, just re- remembering those who have who came before and have passed on. You know, the, a tradition of faithfulness and truth, and have have you know lived well, and and kind of the people that have come before you. You know. Mm. Um, and I think this is an element that is is introspective for sure. Like, you know, what what are we doing uh, to build that kind of a legacy, right? How how are we investing our, our life? You know, it, it, when we're dead and gone, are are is anybody going to remember what we did, or is it, it you know, or or is it, was it was life just about you know success or mm. money or status, you know? Or, or was there something eternal about the way we lived our life? But also, and the thing that really I've been chewing on is, is who are the people in my life that I can look at as an example? You know, who are the folks that are the men in my life specifically, or, or even the, you know, the, the couples, you know, as I look at my marriage or, or even, you know, who, who are some people that have served as worship leaders, you know, or pastors that I can look to and say, Dude, they're they're running and and they've left this this really um, wonderful kind of like ripple effect, you know, throughout their whole life and um, and I think sometimes you know it's really interesting about those kinds of folks, kind of the, those sagey kind of folks, you know, is life and 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 life with Jesus has has taught them so much, and they have this like reservoir of wisdom and knowledge, but they often are very humble and timid about that because of everything they've seen and been through. Um, they're oftentimes uh, hesitant to share that with us because of their, of their humility. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think for us as younger folks, if you're, if you're in the younger side of things, if you're not in that sage stage, um, identify those people that, that, have that reservoir and, 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 and call it out of them. And in that way we can kind of hold them up. We can kind of lift up Mm. the sage and, and, and give them opportunity to, 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 to share what they've learned. Like today we were, um, we were on our, our staff prayer meeting and, uh, Connie Johnson is like, Oh, hang on, hang on. Before we break into our groups, um, Julie freeze is calling right now. 
And uh, Julie Freeze came on speakerphone and, and we all got to talk to her through our Zoom call. And, and um, it just reminded me, man, she, she is such a treasure of, mm-hmm. of wisdom and knowledge and experience. And she's lived faithfully with God for so many years. And, and we would be foolish. <laughs> I mean, we would be completely remiss if we didn't tap into that. But Julie's not the kind of person that's going to be like come on the podcast or or you know necessarily stand up in front of the church and like and and willfully offer all these things. Like sometimes you got to go to get that and and call that out. Yeah, I think you know this is sad, but I think one of Satan's great workings right now in our church culture is like the shunning and omission of some of those older, wiser people, those sages, as you call them. You know, I think that it's such a travesty that our young people, the quick temptation, and of course, this is like in general, young people don't like to l- listen to and talk to old people sometimes, but, <laughs> but, but how sad within the church family for our young people to disregard the opinions and wisdom that old people have to offer when we see over and over again in scripture, like, man, the, this is wisdom is with the aged. You know, I love, there's a Proverbs, I forget how it goes exactly, but that the glory of the young men is with their strength, you know, but the, the splendor of the old is with their gray hair. And I just love the idea that like, this wisdom of old people is, is splendorous and, and, and what that communicates about like what it could do for our lives. And if you think about like legacy, like you're talking about, I think it's an important question. If you're that young person listening that Dan referenced, if you're thinking about your life, you know, and that legacy of what you want to do with your life. And I even think about like, say, you know, someday when you go to be with Jesus and people are at your memorial service, your funeral, what, what do you want to have happen there? You know? And I think for a lot of us, that first question is kind of, oh, well, what kind of man do I want to be? You know, what kind of woman do I want to be? But I think maybe the better question for this context is, is, man, who do I want to have impacted in my lifetime? You know, who do I want to have, have poured into and had their lives changed because of what I did? So again, just thinking less about who we want to be and more just what we want God to use us to do. And for all those people that you're kind of talking about, those sages, Dan, I think that they kind of embody that mentality of like, you know, they're not overinflated old people. They're they're humble people who have been through years and years of life and ministry and family and all that stuff. And they have this heart and this mentality and same thing as Paul of just, I want to pour into you and, and impact your life. You know, you don't see Paul boasting about everything he's doing. So he's like, Timothy, I love you. And here's what I want for you and, and yada, yada. So Nate, you were, you were gonna say something. Yeah, just kind of maybe a quick story. Um, you know, I, I was talking to somebody who um, had previously served in children's ministry um, and had a student who had come through their class. And that student has now grown a little bit older and, and has experienced some tragedy in their life. And this, this person who had served, you know, as the teacher of that class now has a a special opportunity to care for that person in their pain because they decided, and I'm being very gentle, I'm not trying to <laughs> identify, but they decided uh, to serve at, at a, a, a young age in order to, uh, this was probably wasn't even his mindset, but just by doing that, he set himself up to care for that person as they grow. And I think of like Tim, who for so many years uh, served with the high school ministry, he continued to be, I won't say hip and cool, but people kept on coming, young people kept on coming to him because he continued to pour in at that younger age. And now, I mean, his legacy uh, of, of people who've gone through, who've been trained up to lead, I mean, I'm talking to some guys right now, 
um, who experienced that, and that that's the picture of it. And so, just an encouragement: don't wait for those of you who aren't young, who are, who have gone through life. Don't wait a single second longer before you go hunt people to start pouring into and caring for. Sometimes it's just knowing somebody and getting to know them later on gives you the um, the insight into their life and also the the kind of cachet of trust that you can say something and then they bring a friend to you and say, you know, you really helped me. Can you help my friend? And suddenly you are expanding your in, your godly influence, but it doesn't just happen. And, and yeah, young people might chase you down, but uh, how much better to start building that and have, uh, have a holistic view of your life. I think, um, you know, a lot of people have, because of financial reasons, have, have moved away and are, are, are leaving the state or leaving the area. Um, and so I'm not talking about that, but, but, but sometimes when we're in a, 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 our church family, say VBC, you can just kind of go and come and not really um, have a vision for a legacy, maybe because you're not thinking Long that, term, long term. Yeah, I, maybe I'll be gone. Maybe you know. Don't don't make that mistake. Uh, the leg you you're building the legacy of your of your faithfulness to God wherever He has you, and so be practicing that. I, you know, I'm, the, I'm thinking of the Collards now who are up in I, uh, Idaho and at, at a new church. They're not. They're not. They're jumping right in. <laughs> you know, that's cool. They're not waiting to see how things settle. They're seeing how they can be beneficial. You know, being being um, you know trying to be uh, thoughtful about it, but they're not. Uh, they're they're more than happy to start benefiting that church family, just as they benefited ours for so many years. That's so wow. awesome. That's really awesome, and it, it makes me think. Like, just a quick note about like capacity, because I'm just thinking about as we're listening to this. You know, we're giving a lot of like encouragements and hey, like find those people, young people, and start investing in them. Yada yada. And I totally understand. Like, if you're busy, quote unquote busy, I get why hearing that might be like, well. Yeah, that's a great theory, but I don't have time for that. You know, I don't have the strength to do this many things, whatever it is. And just a gentle reminder, you know, I think it's fitting that that this topic this week was called bodybuilding because those of you who have done any kind of bodybuilding, like Dan and Nate, I'm not sure how much you guys have done, but definitely not me. Every day, <laughs> every I day, build this thing every day. And Dan lifts his just, seg- segue. Just do it home. through Cheetos and. <laughs> I love it. But anyways, um, you know, there's this moment, I think, for a lot of like more amateur or first-time bodybuilders where they're trying to lift a weight, whatever it is, say you're bench pressing or squatting or whatever, and they, they're at their max. They can't do anymore. But there there's issues with their form, right? And then someone can come along and correct them and say, hey, actually, try this form because how you're doing it is not the way it's supposed to be done. Try this form and see what happens. And all of a sudden, they can do way more. Their strength is is increased because they're in the correct form. And I think likewise, when it comes to our capacities as human beings, even though, yeah, it sounds like when you're in that moment, that like shaky moment, I can't lift anymore. And someone says, oh, move your arms like this. You say to yourself, I can't possibly move an inch right now. But then when you do it, all of a sudden, your strength is increased. And I think likewise, when it comes to walking in in step with how God designed relationships to be, with how God designed the church family, how God designed you as as a servant to be. When we're walking in step with that, our strength is increased. You know, when we, when we read over and over and over again about the joy of the Lord being our strength, how do we access the joy of the Lord? By doing all these things that we're talking about. So just hope that, hopefully that's an encouragement to you that you being busy is not a detractor from you being able to do these things. If anything, mm-hmm. it's an indicator mm-hmm. that maybe you need to do these things more to help with all those other things that you're feeling and overwhelmed with and burdened by and, and all those things. Yeah. And that, that's the thing that I was just gonna, gonna say too, is like, 
the this encouragement thing, this whole like elements of encouragement, it, it's not a one way street. It's it's mutually beneficial. When when we practice these things with each other, yeah, the person that we are, you know, serving is is built up, but we experience great benefit as well as we walk in these things. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's an important element. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that we uh, are getting ready to, to end this episode. So uh, maybe just some closing thoughts. You know, maybe each of us can just give one little encouragement and, you know, I'll give one just, hey, right now, as you're listening to this thing, just start a text message, you know, or start an email, whatever it is, and just send one note of encouragement or affirmation to someone in your life. Um, I know that can be daunting, but seriously, if you start typing, by the time I finish the sentence, you could be done already sending that text message in. And you just never know the impact that that will have in someone's life and all the different aspects that we've been talking about on this episode. So send that note of encouragement. Yeah. Uh, last thing for me is just from verse seven of the passage we looked at last week is just this this thing with fear. We we all grapple with fear and and it could it could kind of manifest in some different ways, you know. Um a, a timidity or, or, uh, uh, you know, a self-consciousness where you're, you're kind of, you're paralyzed because you're not sure you're good enough or you didn't, you're not going to know what to say or, or you're socially awkward or whatever. Um, work on that fear piece, you know, like bring that to the Lord and, and, it, and don't let that be a barrier for you. Um, you know, God, God wants us to operate in power and love and in self-control that that's the spirit he's given us. And so when we're operating in fear, um, we're, 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 we're like paralyzing ourselves from doing this encouragement, this mutually beneficial encouragement. And so grapple with that, you know, ask the Lord, okay, what am I actually afraid of? And do some introspective thought, do some journaling and ask God to give you victory over that fear. Hmm. Yeah. And maybe piggybacking on that, um, we're called to do this. We're gifted to do this. We're empowered to live this way with each other, encouraging each other up. And we've been given a, a new status as children of God, beloved, just as Jesus is loved. And so maybe it's just a question, if you're, if you're not engaging this way, if, you're, if, you're, if there's not a pattern of encouragement, of, of, of truth sharing, of, of gratitude, um, it, what, what, what's keeping you back? And take that to the Father because he's a good Father. He wants to encourage you. He wants to affirm you, his love for you. Uh, he wants to give you tr- his truth. He wants to show you the gifts he's given so you can be grateful, not, not out of an obligation, but as an overflowing of reality. And then as you, as you share in prayer, as you take things to him, um, he will start to free you up to overcome fears uh, of, of why you would not be, um, you know, seeing your life as a legacy, something someone is worth um, being a gift to other people. It's good. Bring the fire. All right, guys. Well, hey, we'll just do it right now. Dan and Nathan, I'm encouraged and grateful for both of you, fellas. Mm. Wow. I feel so built up. Wow. And all you guys listening, seriously, we, we, every single week are encouraged by you guys, both when you give us those affirmations or just text us, hey, we, we love whatever, whatever happened this week, or even just doing this. You know, this, is, this is one of those examples of the podcast is, is extra work for all of us. And it is such fruitful and encouraging and, and worth it work. So thank, thanks for uh, just being a part of this all, guys. Right on, right on.
Love you guys. Love you guys. Have Go a, become the bacon you're meant to be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.